It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off the limit for these potty mouth foul mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No holes barred. Victoria Eames. Hello, Miss Belbin. Welcome to another week of No Holes Barred. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Oh, splendiferous. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that we're both on the edge of um, about our eighth breakdown of the week. Only eighth? Yes. <laughs> That's so generous. <laughs> uh, we're, all, we're all right, aren't we? I mean, we're just yeah. getting by, just, you know, just taking each fucking boring day as it comes. I think to anybody who's listening to this that isn't in the UK, we are currently experiencing a full lockdown, if you're not aware, for the th- third time. Third time. Third time lucky, hopefully. I, I really mm. like that positivity. Yeah. January's a shit month, isn't it? So, you know, January's it shit. It's such a shit N- month. Nobody goes, oh my God, I love January so much. It's the, my like most favourite time of the year. I genuinely no. have never met that person. No, it's oh. just, it's this long, your break from Christmas. It's so fucking long. It's probably the worst time for the weather as well, isn't it? It's just yeah. shit. Yeah. And also, I, I mean, I don't, I like the winter and I like the, the you know cozy nights in the living room or whatever but it's i'm starting to get sick to death of it being dark at four o'clock i can't bear it yeah that's it because i just think by january it's like i want to fuck it off now i know i've done the cozy thing for a couple of weekends yeah. and i'm i'm, yeah, I'm, I'm done. done i'm done Fucking done mate bring Give me, me the a sunshine. long evening and a little you know fruity <laughs> juice in the back garden of an evening with a barbecue going and i would be i'll be bloody happy barbecue, bloody barbecue how exciting does that sound no even if it's just our families it's just nice to be able to go in the garden isn't it yeah absolutely i spent at the weekend i had obviously had enough of my children um so i decided to do a little bit of messy play in the garden yeah, And it took me, I'd say probably about 25 minutes to set it all up, got the water tray, filled up, the, put some water in there, put some shaving foam, did some like different coloured water. I mean, I went all out, Laura. That's it's very, fucking, very it's, impressive. Yeah. Do you know how long they played with it for? Two minutes. Two minutes, yeah. exactly. Two minutes, maybe 1.5. Yeah, possibly. possibly. Got the really <laughs> shitty reality of a T-shirt, yeah. And then within five minutes, they were both soaking wet crying because they were soaking wet and freezing cold so we had to fuck and it took us like half an hour to just put their coats and their wellies and their suits on and all that bullshit it was like right, forget it we're never going so out precious. Again. yeah we're, we're never, going in the back garden we're never ever playing out there ever again it's not dramatic because it's january although actually when this podcast airs Vic, it will be February. Oh, good. That's good. Okay. February yeah. is going to be all about positivity, even though the schools aren't opening until the, at least the 8th of March. No. I think we need to cut all this. It's so depressing. Everyone's no, it's like not. That. It's oh not. my God. I think, so I think it's important for us to talk about it. And also, I think it's really important for us to say that we are both really struggling with it. And yeah. um, I think that's quite normal. And for anyone else that's going through it, we're with your sister. We are with 110%. You. Oh god, it's hard. But anyway, well, I want to move on. I want to move on to something much more jovial. Yes, um, let's do and it. Bomb homie. 
Is that the word? Excuse me? Balm, balm homie. <laughs> balm homie? No, never heard of it, but you can you can have it. I'll oh, it's 100%. It's a, th- it's a thing. All right. Okay, I believe you. We're moving on. It's... Uh, moving on to Icebreakers UK. Uh, so my question for you this week, Victoria, is what's the most exotic place you've ever gone intimate? Oh, I thought you were going to say gone on the holiday. I got really excited then. I was like, oh, I've been to I've been to Sri Lanka. That was pretty exotic. But no, Have but, you? I didn't know yeah, that. that was my honeymoon. Um, oh, lovely. It was beautiful. Food was absolutely incredible. And a beautiful country. Uh, where's the most exotic place that I've got, got fruity? Uh, exotic place. Basically, where have you banged the most intimate place possible? No, that's wrong. <laughs> well, that would be my vagina. <laughs> and my bumhole. I mean, that's, I don't know which one's more intimate, but I've, I've done both. Um, so. um, where's the most exotic place you've banged? Can I say Sri Lanka again? <laughs> yeah, why not? Fuck it, that's exotic. <laughs> Oh, and we also went to the Maldives and um, had sex on the beach. Did you? Yeah. Whereabouts to the Maldives did you go? Which, which island? Oh, well, I don't know. You're asking my person. I don't what remember the these sake. details. Mate, we could have gone to the same island. What did you think of it? I was a bit like, a bit like, oh, I'm actually really bored and there's nothing oh, to do. I loved say. it. Did you? Yeah. Oh, to be fair, by the... By the 12th day I was bored I remember the significance of the 12th day I don't know why <laughs> Tell you a funny story About being in the Maldives So um, when you went and had your dinner You sort of like walk through the island And go to the restaurant whatever, And yeah. have your dinner And then you walk back And it's all like lit Carved out paths And everything's You know It's there for you to walk that way home yeah. Not the way home that is not lit Yeah On the beach Alright So then we've had a couple of cocktails And Rob's like Come on Let's go the romantic way Oh no rather Come on let's go the romantic <laughs> come on come on v. and uh, I was very reluctant so I was like no I don't like to stray from the rules and, and you could scared. step on a sea turtle oh my god it was a, the most horrific scene so we started walking and then I just it was all lit but only by moonlight so then the sand's really white isn't it and then yeah. I was like, I thought, am I really pissed? Or is the sand actually moving? <gasps> like, no, no. And then I stepped down and realised that there was a sea of crabs and they were all just going... Were you walking on them? No, not walking on them. Like trying to walk through them and they were just, they were panicked because we were there. So all of those crabs have got post-traumatic stress thanks because to of, you and Rob. Thanks to fucking Rob. Selfish not me, cunts. mate. I'm not taking responsibility for that shit. I'm not paying that for a crab's horrific. therapy. <laughs> it's down to Rob. Yeah, and then we, we just basically screamed the whole way home, like on this <laughs> ideal tropical island, just going, oh, oh my God, 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 fucking Rob, fucking Rob, fucking Rob, fucking you know, you're running past like everyone's villas and everyone's there on honeymoons. Everyone's there just having their little romantic moment and there's me screaming like a banshee. You're <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like that was a bit of a letdown question because uh, you just went, oh yeah, Sri Lanka. But, or sex on the beach in the Maldives, but you, then you redeemed yourself with the um, scuttling crabs. Like crabbing. Of doom. <laughs> crabbing, yeah. Midnight crabbing in Maldives. And what about you then? Where's the most exotic place that you've made? Um, the most uh, exotic place that's a little bit daring and a little bit, um, you know, like romantic was a beach at night time in Lanzarote and then we got caught, which oh. was... 
mm. and it's you know my bare ass as I'm trying to get up off the sand and Steve trying to put his penis away and there were two people staring at us as they walked along the sand and then we realized there was like a whole like fucking <laughs> viewing tower above us where people were just stood watching Steve uh, repeatedly yeah, repeatedly shovel sand into my vagina as we tried to do what most couples are meant to do on holiday, which is have sex on the beach. It was it's, so romantic. It's so shit, though, I think. I don't like yeah. it. That sand does get everywhere, doesn't it? goes right up your poof. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's something genetically wrong with me because I just don't get horny in places. I just do it because it's like, oh, yeah, let's do it because I think this is like one of those things that you're meant to do when yeah. you're in a relationship. I know what you mean. Yeah, you know? I'm the same. And also, I'm quite, I'm just, I'm not really a rule breaker. Mm. Even though I hate being told what to do, but um, I don't yeah. like breaking rules. We're the same people, mate. Exactly <laughs> the same. Don't tell me what to do, but also, can you give me a rough direction of where I need to go? Because I really don't like to figure these things out or I get anxious. I don't want to divert from what I was supposed to do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just not that bothered. Like, I, I would never have sex in an airplane toilet or anything like that. Oh, I did sort of give someone a little bit of a wank on the top of a bus, um, just a little bit. And I've been fingered in the back of a taxi. Oh, you lucky girl. <laughs> oh, she's so classy. <laughs> Fucking classy. Fingered in the back of a taxi. <laughs> Several times. You know, you know when we said exotic? Yes. That's, that's, that's where we were going. Being fingered in the back of a taxi. <laughs> Oh, dear. oh my lord that's that's quite precious I, it is. I, it's a visual it's a visual that i imagine the taxi driver will never forget i'm surprised he didn't charge me actually for ruining his upholstery <laughs> <laughs> should have got that 50 pound cleaning fee <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i love it right laura are you ready to learn oh yay what time is it it's time for have you heard, 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 heard? I was going to record a little um, jingle for that. Oh, you do it, please. I, maybe I could add that in afterwards and I'll cut all this out. Or maybe not because uh, I'm a lazy bitch. I'll do it next week. Um, <laughs> so here we are. Here we are. Another day, another brilliant fact. Get ready for it. I'm ready. Have you heard of the new sex craze, furring? Oh, this one. No, I don't. Never heard of it in my life. And I'm the only thing I can think of furring is no. Nothing. I've got nothing. You've I've literally got nothing. Got nothing. Not nothing. Wow. Other than saying something stupid like a hairy penis. <laughs> Why would it be a hairy penis? <laughs> Didn't know, we cover that furring. last week though with the uh, goat's eyelashes? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> we did that one. So the practice of furring sees people dressing up in giant teddy bear or other outfits and meeting in woodlands and forests for sex. Participants, sometimes called ferverts, ferverts. <laughs> I love that, ferverts, also dress as rabbits, squirrels or cartoon characters. Apparently, this is now sort of replacing dogging. dogging? Yeah. And it's the the new the new hat thing that everyone's doing it. But don't you think that it's a little bit? Um, it, you can't really be inconspicuous dressed as a fuck creature <laughs> in a forest with your knob out. I mean, you know what? They're not hurting anybody, so good for them and crack on. But also, if I were taking my dog for a walk and I saw 
what would be a, a community of furry woodlands having a mother's meeting penis first. I, I think that would actually be the most terrifying thing I ever happened upon. So my question, if if you decided, Laura, to partake in a little spot of furring, should you wish, maybe you and Steve, what animal would you go as? Does it have to be a UK animal or could we go anywhere around the world? Oh <laughs> what do you mean a UK animal? Well, I'm thinking like, what if you wanted obsessed to be with an the UK armadillo? You Did you vote Brexit? <laughs> no. <laughs> but what if you wanted to go as an armadillo? You know, oh, is yeah, that of off course. the cards? No, you can do whatever you want. Mate, is that off the cards? This is a fantasy role play where you're having right. sex as an animal. I don't think anything's off the cards. <laughs> I think if I were to go as anything, the first thing that does spring to my mind, I have to say, is a red squirrel. Oh, my God. No, that was going to be mine. Are you joking? No. Really? Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I don't know why, but I just... <laughs> I feel like if you were to go as a red squirrel, you kind of stand out because the common grey one is just overlooked, right? Yeah, the common grey one is a slag. It's the slag of the squirrel it world. Is, yeah, and I think if you're going into this scenario, you need to be prepared. Yeah, you've got to you be know, sophisticated, you, you know. You've got to be sophisticated and you've also got to make sure that you're dressing to impress. If you want your nuts buried, then you need to make sure that, you know, the hole is is being opened for you. <laughs> What a fun. That was such a good pun. I applaud you. What would Steve be? I feel like Steve would be a munchkin. (laughs) (laughs) What would Rob be? Although hilariously, would Rob need to dress up as anything or would he just need to take his clothes off? If he just went in bumhole first, they would think that he'd come dressed as, I don't know, a fucking mole or something. (laughs) Or a bear. What would he be? For some reason, I can just sort of picture him as like a, a badger or something like that. <laughs> Maybe a badger. So a badger and a red squirrel and a red squirrel and a, a chipmunk. No, a munchkin. Oh, we're going together, are we now? Well, this is well, got this is escalated. <laughs> what? Well, you know, fuck it. If we're gonna do this, let's do it together, mate. <laughs> I mean, it's I just love the thought of the because, you know, obviously I've like got massive social anxiety, but the idea of just going to a forest, obviously yeah. dressed as a red squirrel, what is that first line of conversation? How do you open a conversation in that scenario when you kind of know that in half an hour they're probably going to be balls deep in your minge? Yeah. But you've got to like make that first step. But also there's quite a lot of foraging that you would need to do to get into the hole because what I'm imagining is almost like... Alvin, Simon and Theodore from Disneyland rocking up in like a full-blown fucking suit. Like, at what point... (laughs) At what point do you bury down deeper into it so that the hole is more accessible? Yeah. Penis. So many questions. Because you can kind of hire these sort of costumes, can't you? So imagine if they're using... costumes? No, like an animal costume. Because if you're hiring an animal costume, then you're not necessarily... I don't think the person that's lending that out is like, oh, yeah, fine, yeah, you can get bummed in it, no problem. Like, I don't think they're thinking that. (laughs) Do they make, like, special sex animal costumes? Or or is it... Are they just... Do they buy them and adapt them for some holes? Or what is going on? Because that's a bit awkward, taking it off. And because then it defeats the point, isn't it? You're not... 
if you've got to take it off to penetrate. Yeah, there's no anonymity in that, is there? You know, it's like, oh God, it's Colin, Colin, mate. How are you? What are you, what are you doing about work at the moment? It's a fucking nightmare, isn't it? While he's bumming your wife. Oh God. Yeah. 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 So many so questions. There, there are a lot of questions unanswered there. Um, I feel sad that you don't have them for me. Oh no, why, I'm sorry. You know what? I'd love it. So if anyone's listening to this and you are a fervert. I don't um, mind. You know, yeah. like, I, I want to hear like more about the it. I'm one intrigued. thing that we can't stress enough, although we're having some lols about it, it's not because we think it's gross. It's. No, it's, mate. Crack on. Yeah. Do, you wanna... do you know squirrel nutkin? <laughs> you know, crack on. And it is one of those things like, how do you, how do you walk into the forest? dressed as a, a squirrel <laughs> and just think yep here i am oh look i know look there's beaver there he is <laughs> you know he was here last week like hello beaver how are you i'm okay oh you've got your knob out already yeah like what do you say that's why i always wonder in those kind of sex scenarios where you're just going to have sex with a stranger but then i guess it's no different than if you were to have sex with like from a one night stand it's the same thing it's just your dress as an animal. yeah but i don't go out clubbing dresses a fucking squirrel mate you might it could be halloween do you know what yeah, I mean? true, that's true yeah so there you go furring a, a new term to add to our sectionary <gasps> Yes. Sectionary. Yeah. Yes, that's what it that. is. Wow, well just thought that. God, that's just off the top of we your head. We're on a roll, Laura. <laughs> we are Fantastic. burning up the midnight oil. <laughs> so I actually have uh, a story. Okay. I don't know if you remember the conversation that we had about horny goat weed. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Quite a while ago. Okay. Yeah. So... Hi, you two. I just need to get this story off my chest. I've only recently started listening to your podcast and I caught up on the last few weeks. So I decided to delve deeper into the older episodes. I stumbled upon the Clit Stim Slags episode and loved it. When you brought up the words horny goat weed, it really resonated with me. A few years ago, when I worked for a pharmaceutical company in their head office, we had staff sales and things were cheap. I grabbed a load of vitamins and when I got back to my desk, I just decided to see what I got. One of them was horny goat weed. My colleague was a much younger man in his 20s and having a laugh with me, I ended up taking two of these <laughs> to see if they worked. Well, why should you sit at a desk at work? A little science <laughs> experiment, if you will. Within 20, within 20 minutes, I almost him off into the disabled toilets i had to leave work early and grab the bullet vibrator the minute i fell through the door needless to say i haven't touched them since oh wow i didn't was that when we talked about it we, we were under the impression that it was for the female it's, arousal it's, or is yeah, it for bites well i don't know she is a lady and she took it Oh, what a risk. I love it. What a risk taker. I know. <laughs> At work. At work. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is horny goat weed. This sounds great. I know what I'll do. I'll take it while sat at my fucking desk. What's the worst that could happen? What's the time? It's 10 a.m. Oh, yeah, fine. I'll just fucking <laughs> take it. No shit in about. I'm a fucking donut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then literally within 20 minutes while you're about to explode and leave your cosmic goo all over the walls i'm really intrigued to try it <laughs> so am i so am i God, we're loving the goat action at the moment aren't we yeah we're all about the goats i'm gonna have a look at how much it is uh so is it something that you can just get like in holland and barrett or something you can get everything in holland and barrett mate oh, yeah look, it is in holland and barrett 
Okay. See, I told you. Oh, you know what? I'm so bored at the moment that I might just buy some and try it for lulls. It, it says here that it um, it increases blood flow. Well, hello, who doesn't need that increased? And sexual function. Sexual function. Okay, so maybe then you're more likely to have an orgasm if it's sexual function. But it also says about um, it might reduce bone loss in postmenopausal women. What's, what the fuck is bone loss? I think because you, I mean, especially if you have kids, then all of your, literally your bone marrow just gets like rinsed by them. They steal loads of your calcium out of your bones, just leaving you like Another a brittle old... There. Brittle old skeleton, old Doris. Me. Oh, there you uh, yeah. go. Horny goat weed will make you want to bang all day long, and it will also increase your blood flow, and it will also give you more bones. So you know you could come out of it with sixteen more bones that you didn't know you needed. <laughs> I think we all need to have a bit of horny goat weed, don't we? Yeah, I think we should try Just it. Just don't take two tablets. Oh, I've got an idea. What? Next week podcast. <laughs> should we sit on here? <laughs> like, oh my god. Let's see how long it takes. Can you imagine? I mean, I was such a little frigger when I was a kid anyway. I was just frigged off on everything. What's a frigger? I don't know what frigging means. Masturbating. Oh, I've never heard of it like that. Have you not? Sounds very surprised and disgusted. I've never heard of it. Absolutely not. Frigging. There's a great word for it, frig off. What's the weirdest thing you've ever frigged off with? She's thinking. I don't know. (laughs) Deep thought. Hmm. Um, I've I've heard I isn't these aren't mine, but I've heard some really fucking weird ones. One girl used <laughs> two drumsticks, turkey drummers, or actual a fucking turkey drummer. You're gonna lose that crispy coating straight away <laughs> on insertion. That's gone. Although it's pretty firm texture, so maybe maybe if you decrumbed it, it would be a suitable. Yeah. I mean, I'm not recommending it. Don't put a fucking no, turkey no, twizzler. Don't. Please, Minch, that's not a good idea. It's also not a turkey twizzler. It's a turkey drummer. They're two very different things, Vic. Uh, no, like so, two drumsticks, as in the ones that you play the drums with. Mm-hmm. Wrap those, um, tie them together. Put a pair. Put a big uh, sports sock over it, and then a condom over that, and use that. That's pretty creative, isn't it? That's really creative. But like bothered, I, I wouldn't look at a drumstick and think, oh yeah, hello, that could be quite satisfying. I think the opposite. I mean, that's very crafty. It is crafty. I bet whoever that is has grown up to become a very, you know, hey kids, let's play with paper mache. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, thanks, I'd much rather not. So maybe that's where I went wrong. Maybe I needed to be the uh, drumstick uh sock fucking dom star <laughs> to be more uh, adventurous with my children's children's crafting i don't know um someone else used a cd and would like pop her clip through the little hole on the cd and make <laughs> <laughs> you sure that's not you mate it's absolutely not me <laughs> I'm, I'm, i mean <laughs> I'm almost enthusiastic to give that a go because I think your face when I said it, you were like, hello. (laughs) That sounds terrifying. Imagine if it cracked the, 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 the nipping. But there it's got some sharp edge on it as well, hasn't it? It's like, they're really, really sharp. The edges of a DVD, especially in the middle or a CD. (laughs) If you were going to do that, what album would it be? (laughs) I just have such a massive visual of, it's gonna clitoris just basically like hanging through like that. Boom! <laughs> it would be like the tip of a tongue, wouldn't it? Yeah. 
<laughs> just breaking through. In some ways, it's almost like maybe that was like the really rudimentary version of the Sonus before it got yeah, in technology, maybe. just the concept of <laughs> sucking, you know, like something round around the clip. Yeah, maybe that's, time, does that the CD, what album, would I, what album would I use? <laughs> or what film? Or film, it would be the piano. And, of course, oh my <laughs> God, yes. I don't know, CD. Um, the piano soundtrack. <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what about you? Don't say fucking dirty dance and you can fuck off. No, um, I think mine would probably be something like Love Actually. It's just like uh, two fingers up to how shit it is, I think it is. But um, I put it on wow. my I put it on my funny. Wow, you don't like it? No, I hate that film. Do you? Yeah, I think it's utter tripe. <laughs> I don't, you know what? I can't remember when I last watched it and yet now you've instantly made me feel like I shouldn't ever bother. No, don't. It's, an, it's a terrible film. It's, one of, it's actually one of Rob's favourite films. <laughs> oh, love him. I mean, that's a stretch. You know, he absolutely loves a rom-com. Does he? Loves I wish Steve loved a rom-com. A rom-com. Me and him went out. Well, in fact, he he told me that he loved Love Actually on like our second date and I thought he was joking and it almost made me consider ending the relationship. I'm not surprised. Then. Yeah, because like, that's, that's hefty. What are you talking about? That's... <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, anytime it's on TV, he's like, oh, oh, Love Actually's on, gets his little cup of tea and he watches it and he cries and it's very Aww. sweet. It's very sweet, but I just think it's such shit. It's such a fucking bag of shit. And then we went on a date night and, you know, we ate too much food always. Came back and I had chronic stomachache because I couldn't fucking move. This is obviously way before COVID and all that bullshit. Remember those days when we could go on fucking date night? Anyway, <laughs> and my mum was babysitting. And then we come in and she's like, oh, because she's from Birmingham too, my mum. So Trish and Rob, when they're together, it's like, bloody their own, Their own little language. Yeah, it comes out. They they make each other more brummy, basically. <laughs> and she was watching Love Actually and Rob was like, oh, Trish, oh, I love this film. And then they sat there <laughs> together with their arms crossed, just with the biggest smiles on their face next to each other. And it was like, <laughs> um, like she said, it was like, uh, do you two want to have sex tonight? <laughs> clearly, I'm not involved in this I've got a chronic stomachache anyway, so... <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. I'm just going to go upstairs and pop a, pop a CD on my clip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. oh, God. Well, you know what? That kind of uh, answers many things about how we can sexually stimulate ourselves. We can wander into the woods dressed as animals. We can put CDs on our clitorises or we can just take some horny goat wings. If you really want, do all three. Why not? Not yourself. Really, yeah. Another fucking ball. Right, before I do my next story, I just wanted to say that we've had another listener email in and she can rival the woman that has held in her farts for 13 years in front of her husband. How long? Guess how many years she's been doing it for. 16. 19. Oh, God. That's, that's me and Steve. That's me and Steve. 19 fucking years. Imagine never having blown off in, in front of him in that whole time. Oh, I, I honestly think that Steve would have been able to hide a string around my ankle and floated me around because I would have been that full of air. So I would have been like helium. He has equally, her partner has never fired in front of her either. Oh, jeez. Steve, oh, geez. He, he farts like 90% of our, our married life is his fart. 
<laughs> She's gone on to just write a really hilarious paragraph. I'm just going to write that. I'm just going to read this out. I think it's all a bit ridiculous. I've had two vaginal bursts in front of him where I know I have shit myself. I've fanny fighted plenty of times, which he finds amusing. And in the last few years, he has shown an interest in my bum hole during sex with licking, stroking and a little poking. Oh, <laughs> and yet, and yet she won't. No, she won't just that a little. Body burp out in front of him. Do it, babes. Just do it. Maybe do it. Maybe not when when he's licking your bum hole, but you know, at oh any God. other given moment, it's fine. And 19 years in, and only just getting into licking her bum hole. I find that hilarious because for me, it's like the other way around. It's like they're just starting to do that, and uh, I'm over that. I'm, we did that <laughs> in the beginning. No, you're like, yeah, absolutely never again, mate. You had your moment. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Right, so here's here's a little story. It was a lovely summer's Monday morning. I was driving to work with my boss as per our usual arrangement. Me and the boyfriend had been packing up the house as we were moving into a new house over the weekend. We were still living with our parents and moving with parents and moving with our parents. So our box of shame, i.e. a box full of sex toys and stuff. Absolutely nothing shameful about that. Just going to put that out there. Should be a box of Of joy. joy had to be discreetly moved along with our belongings. Obviously, the best way to move it would be to take it ourselves, which we did. We left the box in the boot of the car to lessen the risk of anyone finding it, as well as some bin bags full of clothes that we couldn't be bothered to bring inside. Fast forward back to Monday morning, on the way to work with my boss. Zooming down the country lanes, the windows down, the sunny morning breeze flowing through the car, the noise of the bin bag rustling from the breeze, or what I thought was a rustling bin bag, The strange sound continued and got louder and more aggressive. My boss, concerned of the noise, questioned what it could be, to which I replied, I think it's the bin bags. It till it dawned on me that my box of shame was shaking its way around the boot of my car. Of course, the noise did not stop and just got worse and worse, which worried my boss even more, even joking that I had a hostage in my boot. After a lifetime of driving, we finally arrived at my office car park where she leapt out of my car as if it was on fire, fists up, ready to attack my boot. Knowing full well what I was about to open, I said, you best stand back because I don't think you can handle what you're about to see. (laughs) I opened the boot and then the box of shame to find that my crazy boy racer driving had set off a massive cock-sized vibrator. She asked me what the noise was and I couldn't contain my hysterical laughter and told her it was my toothbrush. She knew I was lying and exactly what I meant and we both literally died of screaming laughter. Needless to say, I remembered to remove the batteries the next time we moved. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, in front of your boss. I know. Well, it could be worse. It could be your in-law. That's so true. Mother-in-law would be pretty terrible. It depends on the boss, how that situation goes down, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Like if it had been my old boss that I had years ago, I would much rather just have someone individually pull my toenails out than have to experience (laughs) that ordeal. I was going to ask you about your kind of like, you know, boss experiences who's the worst boss that you've ever had and what was terrible about them probably when I worked in a care home she fucking terrified me yeah like I just (laughs) didn't like her she was so fucking scary to the point where when I just didn't want to work there anymore it took me like five attempts at like calling in 
and then hanging up. She just fucking terrified me. Everything about her. It's so horrible having a scary boss. I've had yeah. loads of scary bosses <clears throat> and I'm such a fanny that I'm always like, okay, I'm doing it. I'll work 25 hour shifts. It's fine. <laughs> just never say no. Just too nice. Have you ever been a boss? No. Other than the boss of Steve. <laughs> oh, yeah. Other than just the badass bitch boss. No, I've never been a boss of you. I've been a boss once and uh, I loved it, but I was, he said that I was the best boss that he'd ever had. And I was like, yeah, of course I'm the fucking best boss because I fucking let you do whatever the hell you like with absolutely no repercussions and I buy you croissants every Friday. So <laughs> I like be your, like can you be my boss? You sound fucking epic. <laughs> oh, it was great. We had such a, that was like such a good time in my working life. I loved it. He was, he's a lovely guy. Still friends of him. Oh, well, I'm I'm definitely not still friends with the terrifying boss that I'm referring to. Although my last boss, I am still friends with because she's my best mate, which is awkward. I But it just coincided that it's a friend that I've known forever. And she ended up being my boss. Um, do you want to have a little agony aunt? Yeah, why not? Throw why not? it. Throw it on over. We're going to go for another sort of semi-serious one today. Oh, OK. Is that it there? Yeah, okay. Oh no, these are the emails. Let's go into this one. All right, so little agony aunt quandary to ponder here. Um, I think she's just kind of looking for some reassurance, this lovely lady. So here we go. Love, love, love the podcast. I've already given it a five-star review. Thanks, babes. Unlike the two fusty bitches who left a one-star review the other day, moving on. Can you please spend a bit of time talking about whether your houses are tidy or messy? Look at your face already. You're like, uh, yeah, my house is fucking messy. (laughs) I love how you know that just by the look on my face. Since having kids, I have a two-year-old and a 10-month-old. My house is always an utter shithole. My husband and I try and tidy up every day, but it's always a fucking mess with pots and rubbish litter in the kitchen side, toys everywhere, piles of washing. The best thing about this pandemic is that no one can turn up unannounced and see the cesspit that we live in. Do you manage to have a tidy house? And if so, how? I would love a tidy house. I wouldn't care if it was just toys on the floor, but all the rest makes me want to die. I feel a lot of pressure from social media to have a perfectly Mm. tidy house, and I just don't understand how people manage it. I always worry that one day one of the kids or my husband is going to injure themselves somehow, and I'll have to call an ambulance, and then I'll have to spend the time before the ambulance arrives, running around (laughs) like a madwoman, hiding mess in cupboards, under the sofa, throwing it in the back garden, etc. Please help. I mean, I am further along and I am bringing light at the end of a tunnel to say that it, oh, it's that patronizing cunt line, isn't it? That it does get easier because you don't need as many toys. And then, no. you know, it's like, okay, well, we're not having toys downstairs. They're going up into your room and you're not as exhausted. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, it's fucking hard work being a parent and yeah. then keeping a house. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's exhausting. And she's got hers, her kids are so close together in age. And that is two really very needy, difficult ages where yeah. you, they're just going to be on you constantly and you're going to have to just be with them all the time. So yeah. it's going to be impossible. I find that with a four-year-old and a one and a half-year-old, it's impossible for me to do anything when they're around. Yeah, and I, I honestly think like you just genuinely need to look at it like 
as long as there is no danger, like there's not a fucking knife hanging off of a side or a boiling hot saucepan that they're running around the house with because they've managed to grab hold of it. As long as there's no danger and you are surviving those years that are so draining, then survive them. Yeah. Who, who, who is it that you're trying to live up to? And social media is like the absolute worst for making us feel like we are not good enough for who we are. I know. Fucking hell. Having a messy house and happy kids should be the priority. Yeah. And I see so many people getting shamed because oh, I wouldn't have my house like that. Well, it's not your fucking house, Brenda. So move on. Yeah, move exactly. Move to the back of the bus, shut the fuck up and be supportive. And the other thing you've got to remember is that people, it's, it's fine, whatever your house is like, if you have a perfect house and, you know, Fuck on. I'm happy it's great, but if you don't, that's great too. Just don't judge. Don't judge. And like you said, that pressure of social media on so many levels and that yeah. little devil comparison of like, oh my, yeah, look at their I'm not life. good enough because I'm not like them. Yeah, or yeah. I, I can't manage to make my kitchen sparkle like that. Or, ha- I mean, I don't, when the kids are around, my house is always messy, always yeah. messy. They always own, picking up shit after them. Always. I mean, like, as well, their bedrooms are always messy. They've always got toys out, books out, everything. Um, but we try and do... Just so that if, if she genuinely does want to do something and wants to tidy up, then we just t- we do it once a week and Rob will watch the kids and I'll do a bit of a clean and then we'll swap over and then he'll do a bit and I'll I'll watch the kids. We just do that. And it's not like I'm, in, I'm at a later stage, so I don't even need to worry about having to try and tag team it with Steve because, you know, Toby might follow me around the house while I'm tidying up and Elliot will just watch the TV or they'll both watch the TV or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to spend five hours cleaning my house. No. Um, and it's just about doing little and often. And if it, if it affects your mental health, then maybe that's when you need to go, okay, like how can I put something in place? And I don't know what that is. How can I put something in place to make myself feel better? But if you're only doing it because you're worried about what someone else might think of you, are your children happy? Yes. Are you happy? Yes. You know, you've got to prioritise what's important in your life and not what's important in someone else's life who doesn't even fucking live in your house. No. And, you know, that just that whole responsibility of all the household shit, you know, yes, things are better, but I still feel like it comes down to the, the woman so much of the time. And I'm in the, I think we're both in very equal relationships, but I definitely still do more of the domestic shit than Rob does. He'll it's do it if I tell him, but it's like that initiative thing. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't yeah, there's something initiative. Steve won't see. No. But he's pretty good. Yeah. I can't, yeah, I, I can't moan about Steve. He's pretty I'm good. I'm tell Rob that. <laughs> yeah, say, uh, Steve's, Steve's really good at fucking hoovering. <laughs> what are you good at? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? <laughs> um, but I, I think there's just so much pressure now, more than ever, to live up to something that is set by one singular picture that is uploaded once a day, once a week. That is then the gold standard of if you don't live up to that, then you're failing. And that is devastating. Like if you want to tidy your house, you fucking crack on that. It doesn't matter which side of the coin you fall. All that matters is, is that you don't then judge the person for their then opposite opinion. Because that's half the issue here. And then that's where this shame comes in of people being like, oh my God, I can't say about the fact that I've got skid marks in my toilet because then people might judge me. Everyone shits. Oh, mate, I've got some absolutely cracking skid marks in my toilet right now. 
do they leave like some form of traction to them? <laughs> they do. Like they're they're breaking the surface. <laughs> it's like, how long am I going to leave those there before I scrub them off? Because they ain't mine. That's for fucking sure. They're probably all of us. Cow Pat Sally. <laughs> oh, Cow Pat Sally. <laughs> I think that's the only time when it like it gets a bit fucked as if it's like really starting to impact your mental health that your house exactly. is like it. But that it does for me. It really does. Yeah, so well, it, once it then. gets to a point, it always gets to a point where I'm like, I can't handle this anymore, I can't clean it. So yeah. then I have to just, you know, blitz it. And that does normally happen once a week. Um, but I actually use cleaning as, as an excuse not to spend time with my children. <laughs> Crack on, <laughs> mate. I'm not that. Um, Rob, I'm just going to go clean the bathroom for four and a half hours. Uh, you want to watch the kids? <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah, and you'll be like, V, that's probably why the relationship's not equal because he's like that. V, do you want me to swap? I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. Yeah, on Instagram. I'm fine. Oh, do it. I'm fine. Just like, how does that bitch have such a clean house? <laughs> just stood next to my shit stained toilet pretending to clean it. <laughs> And he's like, oh my God, you missed the toilet when you cleaned. Oh yeah, shit, I forgot about that. You know, he had the fucking cheek to say that the other day. He was like, oh, you haven't wiped the top of the toilet. I was like, that. excuse oh, me? What? You haven't wiped the top of the fucking toilet. I'm just going to put it out there. He did the shopping today, right? The food shop. I normally do the food shop, the big food shop. And I gave him an explicit list because <laughs> I didn't want to. I was like, can't you just do it? Can't you just, you know, why don't you just know what we need? But he doesn't really do the cooking. Wow. I'm really painting to be like the 1950s horror husband, aren't I? He's not <laughs> at all. He's a shit cook. So I cook. And we both say, do, do we want a good dinner tonight or do we want a shit dinner tonight? We want a good dinner, so I'm going to cook. <laughs> yeah, we never want a shit dinner. I've, I'm never the cook in this dinner. house as well. Um, and uh, yeah, so he did it. And then you came back and he just buys mad shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're yeah, like what is saying. this? Steve's like, oh, I bought this because it's like, it was it was just like on offer. And I'm like, Steve, I don't need a fucking, you know, like masala shaker or whatever, <laughs> whatever it might be. I, I don't need oh, an that. Adjustable spanner set. <laughs> oh yeah. And I bought these because they were on offer. Steve, I don't need 45 fucking, you know, bloody crunchies. Um, can I just very quickly run something past you of a question that we've been sent in? Yes. And then I thought we could maybe create a poll and then we can kind of get the results of the poll next week. Oh yeah. That sounds really exciting. I love a poll. Oh, wow. I was thinking you... that the other day. I was like, oh, we haven't done a poll done a for poll ages. Okay, so my husband and I are having a debate. His single mates are saying their women are into the whole, oh, daddy, spank me, spank me, daddy, type of sex play. I find it horrifying and don't understand why it would be anything other than an instant ice bath turn off. I think they're chatting shit. Is it a thing or not? For me personally, it would be a gigantic come down. I don't, I don't want Steve, I don't want to call Steve daddy. I know, uh, for it's me not a too. Thing to, but but, but me, it's obviously a thing, but I also find that it's a thing for men to say that their other halves have sex with them every single night when they don't at all. Like, and it's so like, it's that's, that's horseshit. You're just saying that. So, oh yeah, I got my dick wet last night. What, yeah. in the shower, mate? <laughs> <laughs> BA. It's just a bit weird, isn't it? I like the, can we just, if we emit the daddy part and just go for the spank me, spank me, I'll have a bit of that, but not the daddy bit. I'm not even into spanking. I used to really love it, but uh, I'm not now. I mean, I don't even, I hate sex now, don't I? <laughs> Mate, I, I think like someone said the other day about being in a pandemic and like coming out with the being pregnant, I was like... How? No, no, definitely not. Not in this lockdown. Not in this lockdown. I, I've like gone the opposite way. I think I've actually sealed over. 
I mean, I'll have a quick whiz on the old sonus, obviously, yeah. but then yeah. that's then I'm done. I'm, yeah. I, <laughs> I just I can't emotionally put myself there at the moment. No, me neither. So yeah. to, all, all you ladies out there that are being told by their husbands, hey, um, Patricia, uh, you know, Derek's uh, wife is like giving out every single night of the week. It's probably potentially could be a bit of a little fib. Yeah, I think so. The, all of my girlfriends I've spoken to about it, none of them are feeling it either. Yeah, and uh, you know what? I think there's enough going on right now without the ad- additional pressure of thinking, shit, other people are having sex as well. Not only have I got to fucking keep my house tidy, but I've also got to have sex with my husband. I've not get corona, but now I've got to be taking dick every night too. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. No thanks. I'm just I'm just maintaining the two meter distance at all time from Rob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just stay <laughs> the fuck away. <laughs> oh bless him. I love him really. God, he takes such a battering, doesn't he? I know. I, I was honestly, I would absolutely be fooked without my other yeah, half. Yeah, I know. Both yeah. of us. We should probably say bye. Yes, it is that time again to love you and leave you. Yeah, another blinder of a week, I feel. So please keep sending us your stories, your agony aunt quandaries. I'm using that word again, I like that word. Um, and even your suggestions for the old sectionary. Sectionary. Sectionary, sectionary. Have you heard? That was great. Maybe we could actually be, yeah, section and section and area. Sections. <laughs> Sections, yeah. I definitely think I'm bordering on that. Um, but before you do skedaddle uh, out of here, what do you need to tell people to do? Uh, so you can email those to us at our... So you can email those to us at podcast at gmail.com Oh, Laura, what else can they do? They can head on over to our Instagram page. They can give us a follow and they can slide on into our DMs and they can find us at No Holes Barred Podcast. Woohoo! We are smashing it on the old Instagram, aren't we? We've got 24.1 thousand followers. Yeah, but absolutely loving our little famalam over on uh, Instagram who are enjoying all of the memes and... Uh, Etc. That we put up there. So thank you for joining us there, and thank you for being part of our community. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Thanks for being here. It's uh, it's it's pretty fucking epic, is it, it not? Is. And it's getting us through lockdown. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Doing this, it, it feels like a drug. <laughs> I'm like itching for it sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Euphoric after record. Yeah. It actually takes me ages to like come down. I have to come down before I go to bed because I go downstairs and I'm like this. <laughs> and Rob's like, or like hell, a mate. snuffling pig looking for truffles. I'm like, way I'm, I'm hyped, man. I'm hyped. <laughs> Best drug you can ever take. Love. Love. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right. right, we need to sign off. We are delirious. We are delirious. We are delirious with the most monotone voices ever. (laughs) We are delirious. delirious. (laughs) We are out of control. (laughs) It's been a ball. It has. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Ta ta ta. (laughs) 
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.